This is Managing Mayhem. Brought to you by two lawyers and a layman. Because good intentions are not a legal defense. Wait, I'm, I'm sorry, they're not? Okay, well, let's get going then. Hello and welcome to Managing Mayhem with Patty, Jeff, and Jack, the three, three best friends <laughs> that anyone could ever have. <laughs> Today we're talking about spreading the news and when you shouldn't do it, and it's really stop spreading the news. Stop spreading the news. Thank you. I'm leaving today. <laughs> <laughs> Who sings? Well, I don't even know that. Song. I've never heard that song. Like Frank before. Sinatra a, or something. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a classic crooner who sings that song. Yeah. It's a classic crooner. Just a floating fedora sings that song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I wanted to say stop spreading the news is because I have so many situations where supervisors are sharing medical information about employees. Employees, and yeah. that's the stop spreading the news. <laughs> Straight up stop. So, okay, I want to talk about medical privacy conversations at work. Yes, I need you guys to stop spreading the news about anything I've told you about. First of all, because most of it's neuroses, and second of all, it's nobody's business. It's all on WebMD. <laughs> well, I'm going to spread a little medical news today about Jeff down in one of my hypotheticals. Okay. I'm just, right, uh, just, just uh, keep it in mind that I'm going to be doing that, Jeff. Sorry. Uh, just think edible underwear. We'll hold that okay. thought. Okay. All right. Just oh. you know, tell us. Tell us what happened. Okay. So to kick this off, I actually want to talk about a case, and I and I do cover this in trainings. I think it's really a surprising one to managers. Yeah. We get reactions from people like, "What? I can't do this." So in this case, Connie was out on leave for cancer surgery. Her partner called Sam, the supervisor at work where Connie worked, mm-hmm. okay. and was so excited after the surgery. And it was really just to tell him this is fantastic news. The surgeon said they got all the cancer. She's going to have to have six weeks of chemo, and then she's back at it. And we're really excited about her prognosis. So yeah, really exciting news. Sam, well-intended, but in his Mm -hmm. excitement, sent out an email to the whole team that reports to Sam and said, great news about Connie. They got all the cancer, and she's coming back in six weeks. Uh, Connie never told anyone of her teammates about the cancer. And Sam only knew about it because she was on a leave of absence. Um, Connie sued for violations of medical privacy laws, and Connie won. So that's the problem. We see this a lot, and especially in smaller teams, you know, or smaller offices where someone's going through something, and usually they've shared it with a lot of people, but then you get this good news, you want to share it. But you get in trouble. It's a violation. Like just as what happened to Sam, right? That, I could see that because you're working with someone and you guys are close and it's good news. So people are probably trying to like, how can we help? How can we be supportive? You know, how can we, right. what can we do? Should we like get a banner or like, I, it all sounds so like well intended. I collect exactly. money for flowers, you know, right. we, we want to go see her. I'm sure know? I would be spearheading the movement. I'd be telling everybody. <laughs> I'd be throwing rose well, petals. That's, that's the biggest issue is that there's this this line of friendship versus being their supervisor those kind of are blurred right and really there are strict employment privacy laws that you can get into hot water if you're disclosing medical information okay the key here is it's the supervisor disclosing it and that's a big problem so let's look at the privacy laws because it does get confusing i think a lot of people think oh this is a violation of hipaa i see that all the time it is for yeah. an employer setting it's actually not typically 
HIPAA. What is um, HIPAA? Just to start there. HIPAA basically, bottom line, it requires medical privacy, typically in medical clinics, hospital clinics, you right. know, when they receive medical information because yeah. they're your healthcare provider. That's the number one reason. But oh, it also okay. applies when you're processing someone's insurance benefits or insurance claims and you find out they have a medical condition, then you can't share it, you know, through insurance. So it's okay. really limited to those situations. It doesn't typically apply to general supervisor employee situations see i totally don't understand hipaa because i think it's sort of like secrets secrets are no fun secrets secrets hurt someone why don't we all just know just, glad you're not a doctor <laughs> yeah God, i'm in no position with any key information the reality is yeah so hipaa does not apply to employers the the true controlling law for medical privacy is fmla Mm -hmm. and the Americans with Disabilities Act. The, those are the two that are going to control employment law settings, not HIPAA, and that's commonly confused. Gotcha. Right, so, so we're going to call Americans with Disabilities Act ADA. And Great. don't be confused for medical privacy. You don't have to have a disability. We're just talking medical privacy laws. So the first one is FMLA, the Federal Family Medical Leave Act. It really applies to bigger employers, 50 or more employees. That requires medical information that they get through HR for people's leave of absences to be kept confidential on a very strict need-to-know basis. In fact, that law doesn't even let um, supervisors call doctors directly. It all has to be contained in HR. So we have that privacy law first, okay? That's the first employer privacy law. Okay. Right. I'm over. I'm over. Stay I'm with over. us. Stay with us. <laughs> my hands are really sweating and I'm just alone in my apartment. <laughs> the second being the ADA, I mean, this covers everybody. This is actually the primary medical privacy law that states that all medical information received by the employer must be kept confidential and can only be released on a need to know basis. It's very limited on who can have access to that medical information there's some very limited exceptions tanner needs to know <laughs> no i told the mayor <laughs> now typically this applies to supervisors management employers who get information from the employee because they have to tell them why they're absent or why they're on a leave of absence um, it also could apply even if it's not a medical diagnosis um, or it's a, a a doctor's treatment course that they're giving you um, basically someone comes up to you as a supervisor and they, the employee says i have really bad anxiety that's protected medical information under the ada right okay so a couple things i want to note on this is unlike fmla which applies to 50 or more ada is everyone like jeff said either federal state level they take it down to like if you only have a couple employees and so be careful here the other thing is need to know is if they legally need to know yeah. and that is usually limited to hr so keep that in mind right okay so i'm i hate to say that i am a little turned around okay so like okay so hipaa's only the doctor can't tell or yes. in fmla's just didn't work can you break it down a little more i'm smiling because i'm so happy you asked this about hipaa because i did want to tell that edible underwear story so, uh, <sighs> so hipaa typically applies yeah, to the buildup is just making it sound <laughs> like it's okay. so crazy okay so really quickly my 30th birthday my sister kathy she's like very smart at Harvard grad school asked me what I want. I'm in Los Angeles. I said, just socks and underwear. She knows I'm having the dinner party with my new boss and his partner. And, um, 
she sends on purpose this Fredericks of Hollywood box with edible underwear in it because I said I wanted socks and underwear. Edible underwear? What a weird concept to it. <laughs> Let's I move on. Move on. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And unbeknownst, she knew that uh, my boss no, was going to be there. The timing's impeccable by Aunt Kathy. Is getting, yeah. As far as ordering that and getting it there. So your Ooh. boss is going to be there? Let's yeah. do a FedEx overnight. <laughs> right. So I open it up. It's this, It looks like a fruit roll-up. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I put it down next to the couch. And we go into dinner. And I'm, I don't think anyone has seen it. But Jeff, he is six months old. Katie at that time is two. Katie comes in and said, Jeff is purple. I thought he was choking. He was not. He was actually had eaten <laughs> the edible underwear and had the purple dye all over his face. Oh. Um, and he was smiling, but he had hives. He was having allergic reaction to the edible underwear. Jeff. Oh, God. Jeff had had a lot of allergic reactions. Allergic to everything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we had to go to the ER and they had told us that next time we came there, we'd have to bring the item to be tested to see what ingredients. So That is hell. That's it just was, hell. Yeah. It was tough. And um, we had to walk in with edible underwear. We did have a little disagreement, my husband and I, about who would... <laughs> carry it in and who did did carry um, it in I did and we marched in and he said and Jeff's smiling he had hives he was it was not life threatening and they said what did he consume and I said this and Mm. the guy kept a straight face and said I'll be right back the doctor and he walks out shuts that little curtain and says you guys everybody come here you're not gonna believe what this baby ate telling everybody (laughs) over the loudspeaker right that's a HIPAA violation okay (laughs) because he didn't have a medical need to share it with a lab assistant he people in the lobby could have heard him Mm -hmm. Uh, okay I, I will say he came back in and my husband and I pretended that we were highly offended and that we were going to sue as lawyers. So and smart. then we yeah. said, gotcha, when he had a big rash going down his neck. <laughs> and uh, so that was the HIPAA violation of the edible underwear. Well, I, okay. I, feel, I feel that the true victim out of all of this is myself because right. it wasn't your HIPAA that was violated. It was mine. That's true, Jeff. There right. was no HIPAA law then. So- that's really crazy that there was no HIPAA even. Like, what's a baby to even oh, do? When they do well, yeah, what protections are for, for children? <laughs> for the love of children. God. <laughs> I'm so happy I got to share that. Woo! Also, Aunt Kathy, like, I do think that is such a sick joke. Props so to Kathy good. On Kudos to Kathy. So. <laughs> okay, so then what's FMLA? So the FMLA ADA is, if you look back to when we we're talking about Connie and her supervisor, Sam, giving away all that information to all the employees saying she's cleared with cancer. That's what the ADA's privacy laws will protect and prevent. They want you to not disclose that information to anyone who's not need to know, right? It's all about the employer. You're looking at an employer, not a medical setting. So that's going to be what people are dealing with way more than HIPAA. Yeah. So what are the problems when FMLA and ADA are broken? The danger is that a company can be sued for a violation of the confidentiality requirements under FMLA and ADA. Um, A supervisor can also be individually liable, sued directly for disclosing medical information. Um, Mm, And they can be sued, for example, most states, Idaho is one, that Uh recognizes a common law tort of invasion of privacy where you can actually get punitive damages. Um, So you not only have... 
HIPAA potentially, you know, you know, if it's it falls under that. But for employers, employees, you're dealing mm-hmm. with FMLA, ADA, and invasion of privacy. It is a really dangerous area. So Damn. Sam, who was well intended, right. could be sued individually. And it also has implications for the company. Is that what you're saying too? It yeah, could be, they could be it sued. Could be the individual yeah, and the company. They're gonna sue the company first, and then they're gonna sue the. They're gonna sue both you. I mean, because Sam's an agent. Yeah. So sad because Sam meant so well. Yeah. yeah. So in Sam's situation with connie sam is messing up yeah he's got yeah. too much to tell too mm-hmm. excited to tell it he's in trouble sam's a legal train wreck right so the partner though let's say the partner called sam with the information told sam to go ahead and tell people would that change anything or does that, that seems like so many layers <laughs> <laughs> no i mean the, the reality is you have to get the consent from the employee. It can't be the partner or the parent or, or somebody else. The employee has to say, hey, I'm telling you this news. Okay. And Jeff, that's a common mistake. I think people say, well, Connie's partner told me, so it's fine. Yeah. You know, well, yeah. you know, that's Connie's consent to give. Right. You want it from the employee. Even if it's a minor, I would get it from the employee. I want, right. first of all, you don't do anything, disclose it without consent from that employee. Period. That's like when the mom when the mom calls and she wants to know if her son passed the drug test. Right. <laughs> drug test. Not telling you. Don't give it to the mom. No. <laughs> Not allowed. Okay, so what if Connie herself gave consent to Sam to tell people? The main thing I want supervisors to take away here is that it is not your role as a supervisor or as an employer to disperse medical information about any employee, even if they want you to do it, I would tell them, hey, if you want to do it, you can, or your family can, but why take on that role? There's so much risk. What are you gonna get a signed consent form so you could go tell everyone? I mean, that is not your job. Your job is to abide by all these privacy laws. So I would not go there even if Connie gives you consent. If Connie's approving it, just say, Connie, if you wanna send an email, have a party, talk to everybody. Awesome, we're all down. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're not Connie's spokesperson, not how it works. Okay, so let's say they say, oh, my brother can tell you or my friend can tell you or whatever. Um, what do you? How do you respond to that as a manager if you're in Sam's position? I would say if Connie's family member or even Connie came to me and said, hey, I'd like you to share this information, I would just explain, hey, due to privacy laws, I can't share this with my staff. You are welcome to do so directly. That's fine, but I can't do it. It's it's your discretion, but I, I, I won't be able to. What if it's the other side too? Then people are like, well, what's going on? I feel entitled to this information. What do you do if you approach that way if you're Sam? Yeah, it's so hard. And it really, I mean, even Connie's situation, it's really a good intention, right? And mm-hmm. it's because people are close and they're friends. And these conversations, you know, it's easy for us to say them you know as like the lawyer saying hey you got to do this connie you can disperse it yourself but it's hard as a manager but you do have to be strong because you are liable right um and when people ask because people are going to say hey what's going on with connie i you know is she is she getting better do you have an update and you just need to say hey i'm i'm not at liberty to discuss it you can point to the privacy laws and say that you can't share that information keep it short and sweet you don't have to justify it right um but that's kind of that flag to that person. Like, hey, I, I can't tell you due to the law. Yeah. Because I think even any level of information, it sounds like if you're saying they're doing better or 
their wealth yeah. is too much. It's too much. They're in a hospital. They're taking a medical leave. Right. Any of this, that you cannot talk about it. Now, whenever anyone's out from work, we want to respect their privacy right. for whatever reason right. that they're out. And so, you know, oh, I just ask people to use good judgment here. Yeah. Such a big ask. <laughs> it's huge. I have to tell um, you, though, I have seen emails. I've seen people put in newsletters. So-and-so had their appendix out in, in their company yeah. newsletter. Those are all violations of the ADA, and particularly during COVID, it has been. Mm. Um, I got a text. <laughs> I got a text. That so was straight up. One of the producers texted Mike has COVID. Oh, <laughs> oh, That's yeah. a violation of ADA. You you not yeah. even when we were like, doing oh. con- contact tracing, you weren't allowed to give out the name of person. Right. And if Sam's your manager, it sounds like they can't tell people who are also same level managers or even people who are yeah, can they tell people who are higher up like anything or no? It has to be on a need to know basis. And so likely those other managers, even if they're at your same level or their supervisors, they don't need to know. It's not important for them to do their job or it impacts their department. I agree. I've seen CEOs say, well, I, I need to know everything. No, actually. And in fact, HR doesn't even need to tell a supervisor the reason or the medical diagnosis why someone's out on a leave of absence. They can just mm-hmm. say they're out on a leave of absence to the supervisor. Okay. So mm-hmm. um, very legal need to know is very narrow. And there's a lot of violations of the ADA confidentiality with that, Jack. So I'm glad you asked that about manager to manager or higher up does not give you protection. So it's Don't status talk does about it. it. Yeah, status doesn't matter. It's really like HR just needs to know. And that sounds like it's it really. Absolutely. Status doesn't matter, point blank, period. It never does. (laughs) In in that scenario, Sam could have said that's amazing news and left it at that. That's what Sam should have done. And then if Connie's partner had said, we'd like you to tell everyone, I'd say, I'm sorry, due to privacy laws, I can't do that. You're obviously at liberty to make any communications you want, but I can't do that. Right. Let Connie come back and talk with her friends and they can all celebrate together, you know? And people are private. A lot of people don't want people to know their medical diagnoses. And the last thing I will say, and Ooh, drum roll. And you'll never Sounds speak again. <laughs> and then I'm going yeah, to turn my mic off. You're going terrible. to therapy for the edible <laughs> underwear disclosure. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm suing you personally. And I'm suing Fruit Roll-Up and I'm su- suing, what was it called? Franklin on Hollywood? Fredericks of Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> Aunt Kathy, you're still cool. Uh, but everyone else. <laughs> Jeff, say your last thing. For God's no, sake. I will say this. If you're going to let them discuss their medical situation in the office, it could also make other people uncomfortable who aren't medical medical who don't want to know yeah take it off site on your lunch break that's that's what i would recommend we don't need the video of your surgery you know what i mean i mean i'm a fainter the amount of colonoscopies people have offered me to show the videos of is insane okay all right no (laughs) okay guys well you know medical privacy take it seriously um make sure you're attending supervisory training we have essentials of management course on may 16th may 17th that deals with all kinds of medical privacy issues yep i'll be there we we hope you have a medical mayhem free week (laughs) all right have a great week bye-bye Managing Mayhem is presented by Management Northwest and Management Southwest and cannot be copied or rebroadcast without prior written consent. By listening to this podcast, you understand that we, or at least two of us, are lawyers, but we are not your lawyers. Therefore, nothing we say on the podcast should be taken as legal advice or considered to create an attorney-client relationship. It is solely meant for your educational and informational purposes. The podcast should not be used as a substitute for legal advice from an attorney licensed in your state. Please be aware that listening to lawyers can cause side effects such as migraine, self-doubt, and also may cure insomnia. But you know what? Trust your own judgment where you're not your mom.